Welcome everybody to episode seven of Illegal Ham to the Face. How you feeling over there, Big Bri? Fantastic. Feeling great. All right. How was uh, Cabrua this weekend? Oh, unbelievable time. If if you've never done it, it's down in Mohican. You go basically just hang out on the water, float down the river, whether it be a kayak, a canoe, uh, inner tube, float down the river, drink some cold beer, listen to some good music, have a good time with friends. We even brought a football, threw it back and forth a little bit. It was about five to seven miles just floating. And so, yeah, I mean, especially now in a time where there's not a whole lot to do because there's not a whole lot open and social distance, you're outside the whole time. Definitely try it out. I think it was like 20 bucks. Oh, that's Mohican. not bad at all. Mohican Wilderness is where we went. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yep. So uh, we're going to get into our trivia here real quick. Uh, first off, we do have a Facebook page now, the Illegal Ham to the Face Facebook page. Uh, we also have a Twitter account now, the Illegal Ham to the Face Twitter account. You still can also reach us at IllegalHamToTheFace at gmail.com. Or on Facebook, or on Twitter, or you can hit me up on Twitter at I am that fat guy. So now that I got that out of the road, mm-hmm. we're going to get into a couple shout outs. I got to shout out a couple friends that have helped us out a little bit. Uh, I got to shout out Polly for a brand new artwork that is absolutely amazing. The man, Paul. Uh, got to shout out Joe Bear. Joe Bear has been sharing everything and anything for us on Facebook and Twitter. Can't thank him enough. And also, mm-hmm. uh, Papa V from Curb Appeal, he's still been sharing everything for us and spreading the word to get us more listeners. And we can't thank you guys enough. You guys are true dear friends to us. And uh, thank you for everything. Brian, you got any shout outs? Uh, no, no shout outs. Just, uh, you know, have have fun uh, this summer. And like I said, if you want to try something new, go down to Mohican and see all they have to offer. Okay, so we're going to get into the show today, and since I forgot the trivia question last time, uh, <laughs> not going to forget it this time because it's Bryce's turn to yep, uh, do the trivia question. So, Big Bry, what you got for well, me? Well, I today? got one right up your wheelhouse. This is uh, it's got a little Buckeye flair to it. It's your guy, guy that we've talked a lot about already on this podcast. It's an Eddie George question, and see your knowledge on Eddie George. Most of us know him from his time with the Tennessee Titans, correct? Correct. He was drafted. I'm not going to, this is not a curveball. I'm not going to try to trip you up. He was drafted by the Houston Oilers, which then became the Tennessee Titans. Okay. So I'm counting that as one franchise. Okay. Yeah. He also played for a second team. What was the other team Eddie George played for at the end of his career? The end of his career? Mm-hmm. Oof. It was Oof, just right. one year, I believe. One year. Yep. Uh, I found this out maybe about a week ago. I thought, oh, I bet Jared doesn't know that. Oh, I probably <laughs> bet I don't know it either, so thanks for that one. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we're going to get into, I guess I'll... God, you're a dick. All right. It's all right. It's, that's your guy. I know. I know. You always do this shit to me. <laughs> you kind of kill my credibility as an Ohio State fan when you do this yeah, shit, but it's all right. Either. So today we're going to get into a few topics and a couple topics that uh, uh, most friends have called out for, which would be our third one that we get into today because uh, 
it has been a long heated debate between me and Brian for like oh, over yeah. a decade. Mm-hmm. So, but first off, we're going to get into the uh, the Miles Garrett uh, contract, and we we were discussing you know last week or a couple weeks ago about Clowney and Garrett and who you're going to pay and how much and all that stuff. And you know, with Garrett, it's come out that the Browns are trying to work a new contract with Garrett. Mega deal. A mega deal, from what they say. And now we are going to try to speculate what that mega deal is because uh, I honestly think that he's going to be a highest paid defensive player. He has to be. Well, there's no if ands or buts. The first question would be: Do you think he's worth being the highest paid defensive I, player? Is are the, only, the Browns' hands tied? They have to pay him, or you know, do you think he's not worth the headache? To give all this money to because if they're talking about paying him as much as he's worth, you're talking about twenty to twenty five mil. No, no, and that, no, I get that, but you know, with me, it's the whole, you know, the. the Do you instance. have any reservations about paying him that kind of money? No, 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 I don't. The only thing is, though, is you know, we we had you know, in air quotes, the incident. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the only thing, you know, it's not like it's, it's not a drug problem. It's not a spouse abuse problem. It's mm-hmm. not any of that. Mm-hmm. It's a went to the extreme problem, you know, right. snap, and, and that's, that's the thing I worry him. about with him, but I don't think he'll do it again. I think it was one of those ones where it was a heat of the moment and it just kind of came out at him. Yeah. But also with uh, him, you know, God, he's got to be the highest paid player. He has to. There's yeah. no. He, he's just got. And for once, hold on. Listen to what we're talking about. For once, we're talking about re-signing a guy long term yeah. for the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. that we drafted. Yeah. For me, there's there's a little bit. I don't have any reservations. I, I'm fine with giving him the money, but there's a small part of me that thinks of him. Almost along the same lines as Josh Gordon, where, yeah, he he screwed up, and we don't think he's a bad dude. We don't think he's gonna. This is gonna be an ongoing problem, but he already has this past, and so he screws up one more time, he loses his cool one more time, he could be suspended for a year. Yeah, but guess what? Josh Gordon has been in and out of the NFL for the past like seven Ooh, but years. But we're not giving Josh Gordon twenty some million dollars. That is true. You know, true. and I don't know how it'll work if he's suspended for a whole year. Does he still count against our cap? I don't think we'll ever have to deal with that. But it is an issue because he was just suspended for six, eight games. Yeah. So, and everybody knows how terrible that was, and so yeah, that's our defense with the shambles. Yeah. But I'm talking nationally. Everyone knows that they have that image of him slamming Mason Rudolph in the head and burned in their brain. And so if he screws up again, they're going to go right back to that place and be like, this is a trend now. He should be suspended for, you know, a year, two years. Some people might go over the top and say that. So you got to – I think you have to factor that into the risk a little bit. Not to mention he's had some – uh, injuries in the past. Yeah. I think his rookie year was cut short because of injuries. I hate close parade. And so I say all that to say this. I don't think you really have a choice. You know, it sucks that you have to pay him what you have to pay him. 
but that's just the going right now. If, he, just, if he doesn't sign with the Browns, he's going to sign with somebody else. I mean, how, many, give him that. how many sacks did he have last year? It was like, what, 10? 10. 10, one, ten, and ten, ten games. and 10 games. One ten and every ten single games. game. Yep. Oh, so that's, I know. mean, just think about that, though. 10 and 10 games. Yep. He had a sack every game. Mm-hmm. When was the last time we could even say something like that as a Cleveland Browns fan? <laughs> like, I, I, Cameron Wibbly? Maybe? His rookie year? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, yep. That was a flash in the pan because he didn't do anything after that. But, I mean, it's you know we're in a different era as Browns fans because now we actually have to decide who we want to resign and who we don't want to resign. Guess what? We never had that problem before because we're like, right. get rid of this son of a bitch. Yeah. Right. And – it's just where we're at with uh, with the NFL. I think pass rushers, guys that can get to the quarterback, those are the highest paid guys, and you just happen to have one of the best in the league. I mean, you look at the other guys who are at the top of the list for defensive players, what they're getting paid. Your top guy, Cleo Mack, making 23.5 mil. Oof. Aaron Donald making 22.5 uh, Demarcus Lawrence, 21. Frank Clark, 20. My, uh, Von Miller, 19. And so all those guys, they're all elite pass rushers, and I'd put Miles Garrett right in the same category as those so, guys. So what are we thinking? That uh, he's going to be the highest paid, right? He's going to get Pro- 25, yeah, right? Yeah, probably, because Khalil Mack's um, deal is a couple years old now. Yeah, um, but, I mean, still, he's getting price paid. price keeps going up. So he is what? Miles Garrett's 24? I think that sounds about right. I think it's 24. 25. So what kind of mega deal do you think they're going to, do you think they're actually going to give him like the super deal? So since he's 24, do you think they'll give him like an eight year, 25 million a year contract and lock him up all the way through his prime? Or do you they're... think they're going to give him like a little four year deal? And then after that kind of see what happens when he's like 28. Yeah, I think it'll be. Uh, I think it'll be. Because I mean, uh, the, not four. I'd say five or six. Five or six. Five at, or six. You know, um, twenty-five mil a year. Hopefully, they they're smart and they front load it because you know you have to pay Baker. You know you have to pay. Hopefully, Chubb, Denzel, all these other guys are coming yeah. up. Jedrick Wills in a couple years, so you have the space now to pay him. So hopefully, they front load it and they're smart about it. And I think it's going to be $25 mil a year. I um, thought it maybe in the past it was 20 but you know, I just went over the guys. Marcus Lawrence is making $21 mil a year, and we think Miles Garrett's better than him. Well, we think Miles Garrett's the best player in the NFL right now. Yeah. So well, at least defensive him. side. So that would make him the highest non-quarterback in the NFL. I think it should be because he's he's proven with the work ethic of what he's done at least last year, besides the incident, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's proven that he's just a load, and not many people can handle him. And you know something that that happened. It's just you know we sit here, we talk about it. And it's like twenty five mil, twenty five mil, twenty five. <laughs> yeah, like we're never going to see that in our lifetime. I mean, heck no, <laughs> heck no. But so we we established that all right, he's worth it. You have to pay him. Yeah. Now the other the other question would be, when do you pay him? Do you pay him now? Do you want to see him play a couple games just to make sure that he's everything he was last year? You know, make something? sure he's got his head screwed on straight. Or what do you think? You know something, Brian? He was healthy last year. He had one mess up. 
Mm-hmm. You know, something I say pay the man now because look what uh, Carolina did with Christian McCaffrey. Same draft class, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they locked him up long term. And hey, they got it's Christian McCaffrey. Like we had to talk about him a few actually for past three episodes of where he's at. Right. You know, and what he can do. And guess what? Miles could do that on the defensive side. And you know, we just you gotta pay the man. Pay. Yeah. I I think the Browns incentive to get it done sooner rather than later is you're gonna start to see these other defensive ends start signing contracts and you know, what if Joey Bosa signs a twenty five million dollar contract? Guess what's going to happen? Miles Garrett's going to want a twenty-six million dollar contract. Well, and that Bosa's do a contract a year before Miles um, Garrett because he was drafted in the previous class. Well, plus I think they're trying to get ahead because with this pandemic, I think the salary cap's going to take a little dip, and I think they're trying to get ahead of that and lock him up before that salary cap takes a hit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's not going to be a big. It's the NFL. Like really, it's the NFL. Right. But yeah. it's going to take a little bit of a hit. They're going to have to get creative with things, and, you know, if you save a million dollars, it might not seem like much in NFL money because, you know, the salary cap's $200, $220 million, but it adds up in the long run. If you can save a little here and save a little there, because as we've discussed, you've got a lot of big contracts coming, and you're going to have to decide what to do with all these guys. Yeah, yeah. One of the guys could be... Jadavian Clowney's still sitting out there. Oh, that's you, right. You you know, want I, to so the Browns, the Browns did offer him, from what we heard, they offered him a one-year $15 million, and he's kind of sitting on it. Yep. But, you know, with with Clowney, you can understand he's kind of sitting on it because, obviously, we don't know when we're going to play or anything of that nature. Plus, he might be looking for a multi-year deal and somebody to do that. But, obviously, nobody's going to take a chance on that because you can't get him into your team facility. To check him out and make sure that he's 100%. Right. And that's what I, I think he's waiting on that because he wants that multi-year deal. But my concern is, and the reason he hasn't accepted anything from the Browns is, he's waiting on the multi-year deal. If that doesn't go through, which it doesn't look like it will, he wants to catch on with a contender. And so somebody like the Saints or somebody that can he can go far in the playoffs with. And, you know, maybe he's not sold on the Browns and what they're doing, and so he might try to look on a, a team that's more down the road. So he wants to prove himself. If he can't do it in Cleveland, he'll look to do it somewhere else. And so I don't know. I I think you stay pat at your deal, one year, 15 mil. And if you do that, I mean, you're kind of saying you're all in for this year. So. Yeah, hey, let's see what he's got. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move forward off of this, and we are going to get, since it was Father's Day last weekend, all right, we're going to get into four years ago, our Cleveland Cavaliers (laughs) won us our first championship in, what, 64? Yeah. 64 years? 52 years. So we want to pay homage to... Our Cleveland Cavaliers for doing that for us. Yeah. Especially LeBron James, especially Kyrie, mm-hmm. especially everybody, because mm-hmm. it needed everybody to do it to come back from three and one, to come back and win the championship. So the question I'm going to ask you, Bry, is your biggest memory of mm-hmm. the 2016 
Cavaliers championship. Well, every time June 19th rolls around, every time it's Father's Day, I, I immediately go back to that place. And my fondest memory was Game 7 and the day Game 7 happened and just how magical that day was. But really, for me, it starts at Game 4. And I think back, because I really don't remember a whole lot from one through games one through three. I don't think there are too many games that were close. I don't know if you remember. But game four, I think of losing. I think of LeBron getting hit in the junk by oh, Draymond Green. <laughs> right in the giblets. And I remember seeing the look on LeBron's face and how upset he got because of that. Now, we still don't know what was said to him that upset him so much. I think of the look on his face, and I, I, I just remember thinking, oh, man, LeBron knows. LeBron knows we're not good enough. LeBron is frustrated. He knows deep down that we can't win against this team. And so I got that sinking feeling, and then they end up losing game four. I was over at my brother's watching the game, and my sister-in-law's crying. You know, I'm just done with it. I'm ready to go to bed. So I go to bed. The next day I say, not going to listen to Sports Talk Radio, not turn on Sports Center. I'm just done with it because I had almost given in to the fact that this series is over. And I got that sinking feeling. Didn't watch sports the whole day. Then maybe about 5 o'clock, I started to come around a little bit. I turned on PTI. And they're talking on PTI. After the fact that Golden State went up 3-1, they're talking about Draymond and how well maybe he should be suspended because of what he did. And I think, oh, man, wouldn't that be something? But this is Cleveland's Breaks like that don't happen for us. And so that momentum started to build a little bit that he was maybe possibly going to be suspended for game five. And so that was the small crack in the door that I remember like, okay, starting to talk myself into it again. Like maybe we have a chance. Okay, well, he's not going to play for game five. We have to go down there. Obviously, it's a must win. Otherwise, your your season is over. Yeah, what else you got to lose? Yeah. And so game five, I started to build up my confidence a little bit. And game five, I don't know if you remember game five, but I just watched it that one time. And now that this quarantine is going on, they've been playing a lot of replays. Of, is it, hold on, isn't that when Curry got kicked out for throwing to his That was game piece? six. That was game that six. Was game ah. six. So game five was in Oakland and on a court where they rarely lost maybe one or two games a whole year. Well, yeah. And so now we have to beat them twice in a matter of a week. So game five, I just watched it maybe a month, two months ago for the second time ever. And I just, I remember how great Kyrie was. He was unbelievable. If you need an appreciation for Kyrie, I know we all appreciate him in Cleveland because of the shot. Go watch game five. Hey, the, hold on. The rub between him and LeBron oh, and yeah. five, six, and seven, what they pulled out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's it's unbelievable. It, it really is. Uh, and it just takes me to the place where I just – I'm grinning ear to ear right now just talking about it because he was so unbelievable in game five. And we all know LeBron put up 41 also. But Kyrie was – like 12 for 13 or 12 for 15 through like the the meat of the game through the first three quarters, three and a half quarters. And then he missed a couple after that, but he was hitting like fade, turnaround fadeaways. He was going to the hoop. He was scoring right in the face of uh, Clay Thompson, who was supposed to be this great defender. Uh-huh. 
And so they win game five. Now we got some momentum going into game six, coming back to Cleveland. It wasn't much of a test. I was there. I was at game six, and I remember just screaming my head off, but we got up early in game six, and we just ran away with it. Oh, yeah. They didn't, like they didn't want to play. They yeah. didn't want to play. Yeah, uh, Curry getting frustrated, throwing his mouthpiece. That was maybe the, they just, almost the hey, highlight of the series. What it was is they thought that they were going to win game five. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the hell just happened? Then they come to our place, game six, and we started running on them, and they didn't know what to do. And in their head, they're like, oh, screw it. We'll pack it in and go to game seven. Yep. Take your chances in game seven. They get the game back at home. And so game seven, I mean, it was everything. Everything leading up to that point didn't matter. And so I just I remember what I did after game six, after I went to game six down in Cleveland, I knew I had to be back in Cleveland for game seven. So Sorry got, about the burp. <laughs> got a hotel room or a couple a friend had a hotel room, my brother had a hotel room, so I had a place to stay. So I said, I'm definitely going. And we get down there maybe about 1, 2 o'clock, and you can just feel the energy, the electricity in the city already starting to build. It was on a Sunday, Father's Uh Day. And so we're walking around, taking everything in. I think there was maybe in the courtyard between Progressive Field and the queue, there was some events there. And it was about 3 o'clock, and we're like, listen, look at all these people downtown. We're going to have to find a seat somewhere. So we get a seat at the Winkin Lizard. Oh, they're on uh, the corner of... uh... Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, prospect. I don't Is it Huron? I it's right guess. next to the queue. And so there were plenty of bars there. But at 3 o'clock, we had to get a table because people were starting to file in. So this is five hours before the game. So imagine me sitting at a bar top three hours till the game. What What's there to do? First question, how drunk did you get? <laughs> I still remember all of the game. Scale of 1 to 10. Good, it was solid a, seven. It was a slow burn. Yep, probably somewhere started at five and then probably reached a seven. Okay, but I think my bar tab was like a hundred bucks or something like that. <laughs> so that was, but I was there for eight hours. Yeah, and so we're just sitting there and you know waiting in anticipation for this game, and then the game starts, and I'm just I'm pooping myself <laughs> every single time. You know they took lead. Going into the halftime, seven-point lead or something like that. Oh, yeah. And and thankfully, JR brought us back, and, you know, the rest is history. We know what happens. And so after that, I just remember going nuts, losing all control, hugging my brother, running out on the streets. People are just running like, like their hair is set on fire. And not knowing what to do because we've never dealt with this. Most, no, most heck of the no. people down there. Heck no. And so <laughs> the second guy I hugged after my brother was some shirtless dude in the street, fat guy, probably 300 pounds. Yeah, boy. And so <laughs> on brand, I was like, all right, yeah, I'll hug this guy. I don't know him, but man, I couldn't be any happier in my life. And so now, just being down there was did, unbelievable. Did you cry? No, no. You did not cry. I think I think the alcohol might add something to it. Okay. That. Because I, I always thought, yep, I'll be thinking about my dad, I'll be with my brother and I'm I'm gonna cry for sure. I don't know if I have that gene now because I didn't cry at my wedding, I didn't cry at game seven, and so <laughs> that that's how I justified it on my wedding day. Well, well if I didn't cry at game seven, I'm probably not gonna cry for the wedding. <laughs> but also your wedding day, we 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 had a lot to drink. 
Well, not beforehand. Not beforehand. No, not beforehand. But yeah, I think you know, game seven. I was just, I was just running on adrenaline. I didn't know what to do. I was (laughs) so happy, and still to this day, talking about that moment, I'm just, it's unbelievable to me. And I just remember hanging out downtown. I was texting with friends that were trying to get downtown, and they were telling me we can't. Yeah, they're shutting down. Oh yeah, they shut down downtown. They're shutting down. All these people want to get there, but nobody's allowed there because it's full capacity. And so we just, I don't even know what happened for those two, three hours of celebrating. And then at a point, a time came where it's like, okay, I want to get back to my room and I want to watch SportsCenter and I want to watch all the highlights and what they're saying and what LeBron's saying and, you know, the the MVP uh, trophy presentation to him and uh, and then quickly turn around the next day, waking up at five, six in the morning, going down to the front desk, getting a couple of plane dealers, you know, knowing that I'll keep those the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. And then after that, it was quickly to the airport to welcome the team back. And it was pretty cool because we were right next to the IAC Center. They had uh stage set up. They had... You know, all sorts of music, dancers, Cavs dancers, uh, ESPN reporters were there. Well, of course. And we're all just waiting for the team to come back and to see LeBron step off that plane with the Ultimate Warrior t-shirt and <laughs> the two trophies. And uh, rumor has it he was polishing them up because he really wanted uh, them to look just pristine when it came to introducing it to the Cleveland fans. And so... It was really hot that day. I remember that. There were probably 10,000 people just standing around waiting for three, four hours for the team to come back. And you find out they're in Vegas well, having the time of their life. And look, they're, I hey. remember Mozgov coming off the plane, and he's got his shirt half buttoned. He looks like he's about to fall over because he's having such a good time. <laughs> so, I, I never did make it to the parade, but I got all the celebrating I needed from those two days. So, oh, that's amazing. Unbelievable. So what do you got for me? So so when uh, I didn't have the luxury because I had two small children at home. So I watched Game 7 from home. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know, it comes on. I'm getting my kids down. My kids were three at the time. I got twin boys, by the way. They're both seven now, but at the time they were three. Mm-hmm. And it was Father's Day, and my wife asked me what I want to do. I'm like, I just want to watch the Cavs game. Just give me that. She goes, of course, honey. So she's in, doing laundry, folding clothes. And I'm watching the first half, and I'm going, what the hell is going on? And I'm like, you know, so I need to take a break from this. I, You know, they were down at halftime. I had to walk away for a second. And, of course, some uh, liquid beverages were going, you know, because that tends to happen with us. So as I'm... Watching the second half, and I'm watching them start to stumble a little bit because they got behind. And then I watched JR just come out with, like, it It seemed like it was 10 clutch threes, but I think it was only three clutch threes. And, God, he just turned the whole game around. And as I'm watching the second half, I'm getting more and more pumped up, and we get closer to the end of the game. And I'm sitting on my couch, and I'm not – saying a word, but then I start to stand up with like two minutes left in the game. I'm actually standing up just watching the game because the nerves and everything else is taking over the adrenaline and I'm just so pumped about it. And I'm watching the countdown and then I watch the block and I'm like, I can't believe that just happened. Then I watch the shot 
and I just flew out of the my seat at that. I, I, I just I couldn't believe what was going on because at the time this wasn't Cleveland. This is not the Cleveland that I knew. You know, I'm I'm Hard used to, to I'm I'm used to getting there and going. Let's see here. What other things? Uh, the drive, Red Right eighty eight, <laughs> the block, the shot. The, I mean, this is what I was expecting. So when they come back down, I'm sitting there. They're up three, and I watch Kevin Love play defense with Steph Curry, and I'm going, "Oh, please, dear Lord, baby Jesus!" Uh-huh. And he threw up a shot and missed it. Next thing I know, I'm going, "Hold on, we're up four right now. What's going to happen?" They come down, they miss the next three. I'm like, there's only a certain amount of time, and they cannot make up four fucking points. Well, after after the shot, <coughs> after the stop by Kevin Love, Kyrie gets the ball, and he's just a madman. Oh, yeah. Remember going down, and he, like, takes off like he's going to go for a layup, but I don't know if somebody knocked it loose or he just thought better of it. He, like, puts it on the ground and kicks it back to LeBron. And, I mean, we almost turned it over right there. Oh, then, yeah. Then we're only still up, you know, three points, and they can come down and tie it again. So just sheer chaos. Oh, yeah. And, and I guess that's how Cleveland would win their <laughs> oh, championship. Yeah. Of course. It's not going to be easy. They're not going to win like they did in game six or something like that. And then, you know, so we get the ball back, dishes it to LeBron coming down the lane like a freight train and tries to throw it down. Hey, and, I was hoping that he would make both the field goals. Yeah. But what works? But – him, and I'm sure the same thought went through everyone's head, like, oh, of course, this is Cleveland. This is going to happen this way when he goes down with his wrist injury. Oh, yeah. And, you know, thankfully it's LeBron, and he's kind of a drama queen. We all know that. And so maybe not Paul Pierce level, but he's grabbing <laughs> his wrist, and, and you're just thinking, Okay, he broke his wrist. He can't shoot his free throws. Or he's going to try to man up and shoot his free throws, and he's not going to make one, and we're still only going to be up three. At that point in time, I wouldn't have cared if you would have done it granny style. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Just make one. So he misses the first. Uh-huh. And I thought I was going to have a heart attack. And so he find, he hits the second, and we can finally take a deep breath and start doing the math. They go down. I think Curry misses another three. Yes. And then uh, Spate got it. The, the yeah. Spate threw one up for Hail Mary. And with you like knew when seconds. he shot it. Oh yeah, that's when we started to celebrate because even if he makes it, we're still up one. You know, you might have a second left or something like that. And so everyone's just losing their mind, oh, as yeah. I'm sure you were. Uh, so, so back to my. So when I saw everything go down, okay, my wife was in the bedroom, and I went absolutely insane. Okay. I kicked open our bedroom door <laughs> and was just screaming at her. Not, 11 o'clock in, at night. 11 o'clock at night. Incoherent. Incoherent. <laughs> and then I kicked over my kid's door. Three years old. Yeah. And I got two kids looking at me going. like they, They're just looking at me just dumbfounded of what the heck is going on. And I grabbed both of them out of bed, mm-hmm. on my shoulder, and I am taking them out in the living room, and I am jumping up and down and screaming with them. <laughs> and the thing is, my wife's got a picture of it. Oh, if I can find it, I'll put it on Twitter so that everybody can see it. My wife's got a picture of it. She goes, put those kids back to bed and let them go back to sleep and knock it off. I'm like, honey, 
I got to do this. I got to do this. Yep. And as soon as I've like, or as soon as I got everything out of me, I'm like, all right, we're done. We're done. All right, boys, go back to bed. And then I sat there the rest of the night in that recliner going, we actually did it. Yeah. We, hold on. We actually did it. it still we still don't seem real. No, we actually have a Cleveland championship. And it just like, it blew my mind because I honestly, if it, it was LeBron. Okay. LeBron came through with his promise. And you know something? I was super PO'd when he left. The as first time, as, as everybody was. Right. But this one didn't hurt as much going to the Lakers because we saw what was kind of happening. Which, right. But he he came through with probably what he doesn't realize is the most meaningful championship that he could ever win. And he brought it home. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people say, you know. When you compare LeBron and Jordan like everyone does, well, Jordan has six, LeBron only has three. Yeah, but really think about it. If you're from Cleveland, you know how much that championship meant. Yeah. That was good for two oh, or yeah. three championships. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. And, and especially to come back against a 73-1 team, down 3-1, in their house. Oh, yeah. Where they don't ever lose. And so the performance he put on, you know, he had 41 in game five. I believe he also had 41 in game six. Uh-huh. And he had a triple double in game seven. But what Kyrie, could you Kyrie was right there with him. Yeah. Yeah. And you watch the last five, six minutes of game seven. You, you It's some sloppy basketball. Yeah. But hey, LeBron but, was just spent. He had a couple decent looks at it and he came up short. But I mean, as to be expected, he, he put his heart and soul out there the entire game. He knew what it would mean to bring a championship. Exactly. Back and he. Had that on his shoulders the whole year. Exactly. And I still, I still marvel. I'm getting goosebumps. I know. I still marvel what he was able to do. (laughs) And I'll never forget that night as long as I live. Same here. You know, who knows what happens, what God has in store for us going forward. But, and we all think probably a Browns championship would mean more than a Cavs championship. Well, we'll have to see because. Yeah, because the Browns haven't won in so long. Exactly. And but this is a football town, but I I have a hard time believing that a Browns championship could be any better than that yeah, because sure. it was an entire week leading up to it. From that point where I thought this series is over after Game Four, you know we're gonna have to wait an entire year to try to win a championship. But aren't, hold on, aren't we a glutton for punishment to watch Game Five, Six, and Seven, <laughs> oh. thinking thinking that it was over with after that Game I, Four? I still have. Five, six, and seven on my DVR because when I'm having a bad day, sure I'll pull it out. Why not? <laughs> Couple cold beers and you know watch that, and I'm good to go. I'm ready to take on the world. <laughs> all right, Brian, we are at that time. You ready to get into this? This is all Garland leading up to uh, the real debate. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. We have been asked to do this debate. <laughs> get that cough out, okay? Mm-hmm. So Brian and I for the past decade. Okay, we have had a debate about a certain meat-to-bread ratio, okay? Mm-hmm. I believe that there is no meat-to-bread ratio. Big Fry, on the other hand, believes <laughs> there is a meat-to-bread ratio, and a perfect sandwich can be formed out of just a couple slices of meat. Yep. B, on the other hand, you give me a pound and a half of meat and one piece of Wonder Bread, I'm still going to eat it, all right? <laughs> so we've been arguing this. 
because he thinks that certain sandwiches have too much meat. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to pass it over to him to throw down his reasoning why. Yeah, you talk about this has been a debate for probably, I don't know, a decade maybe. And so this goes back to when I was all pumped to go to a local uh, delicatessen. East side of Cleveland, that's all I'll say. I don't want to give away who it was. Because, I know who it was. Because, I mean, everyone loves them. And so, not taking anything away from them. It was a great sandwich. But, when I get there, I'm expecting to be blown away. I had very high expectations. I get there. It's probably three quarters of a pound of ham, one slice of American cheese and two pieces of Wonder Bread. And they it say, was not Wonder Bread. It was not Wonder and Bread. And they say, Here, that'll be $11. Well, welcome, go, welcome to Cleveland. For the, uh, you know, why don't I just go to uh, Giant Eagle or Bueller's and just get a pound of meat and two pieces of bread and here you go, here's my sandwich. What do you mean here you go, here's my sandwich? I was expecting like top of the notch, top, top of the line, <laughs> meat, which it was, and fresh bread. You know, you go to any sub shop, you get quality bread. Me, personally, it's around 50-50. 50% meat, 50% bread. I like my bread fluffy and, I mean, fresh baked. And so I didn't get that. I thought, it's just a hunk of meat. That's not a sandwich. <laughs> If I want a hunk of meat, I'll get a steak or something, or I'll get a, a pork chop, something like I'll I'll just throw on a giant tub of meat onto my bread and call it a sandwich. Okay. And that's not no, that's not what I'm looking. So for. hold on, so all right, I understand where you're coming I'm from. I'm getting fired as up I, as I can choke on something over here. I understand where you're coming from, but you know you like. We joke around about like let's let's just throw out a okay so let's say a half pound classic roast beef from Arby's mm -hmm. and you would go give me two more buns because I can right. make three more sandwiches and, out and of that's it. what I thought of it like okay this you so, told me this meat is great I believe you it is great meat but you just gave me enough meat for about four sandwiches I don't want to just pile it onto one and be disgusted so, when I finish it. So behind the curtain, okay, Brian has actually pulled off me off of his sandwich in front of me and goes, do you want this? And I'm like, <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> so this is why I'm trying to, this is why I bring it up because you're, you're a bigger fella. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not saying fat. I I'm just saying, what are you, what are you in the fluffy range? Husky? Uh, I, between fluffy and husky. Between fluffy and it husky. It depends on the season. If it's football okay. season. It's... I've never heard a that guy go, I need a perfect beef bread ratio. <laughs> I've watched you stuff your face with cheesy potatoes, okay? Wow, oh, that I understand that. But there's such a thing as too many cheesy potatoes. No. Not in your book, though. No, but there's such that. a thing as too much meat. On a sandwich. Yeah, but oh, okay. if I want to just sit in my so, recliner so, and eat deli meat. So are you I'll just like, a, are you a single cheeseburger kind of guy? Yeah. Just yep. a single cheeseburger. Single cheeseburger. You'll I get mean, it. provided it's not, you know, I you watch these man versus food. Oh, God, those look delicious. And, and no. Yeah. And they're they're a foot tall. Yo, oh, those no, are delicious. not a sandwich. Oh, yes, it is. Not to me. If you elbow it down, it's a sandwich. Not to All me. you got to do is you got to come off the ropes, 
You got to get a Hulk Hogan leg drop on top of that thing, <laughs> smash it down, and eat it. I don't understand where this hate is coming from with the sandwiches. It's because what about paninis? Sandwich. What about paninis? We both love paninis, right? I love right? paninis. Okay, love what paninis. about a panini sandwich? Is that too much? No, because it's not too much meat. You also have the coleslaw. You also have the French fries. You have other things. It's but not no, just hold a chopped now, up pile of meat. Now, now, now that you off. say that, do you pick off the coleslaw and the french fries, no, or do you eat no. the sandwich as heck it is? No, no, no. Those are toppers. Now, hold on. After last week, do you have an egg with that sandwich? I've done it. After Browns games, being uh-huh. downtown, I've done it before. But if I don't have egg, it doesn't ruin the sandwich. Okay. Well, I'm just curious. Because, you know, me personally, there's – okay. You could throw 45 pounds of meat on a piece of Wonder Bread, and I'm still going to eat it. Right. And that's the difference between us. Right. I, that's, I mean, see, I don't, I don't, see, yourself. it's not gorging. It's want, not, it's called I a delicious a sandwich. Taste. I want a, I want a good sandwich with a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of that, and a little bit of mustard and call it good. Okay. So hold on. We are mustard connoisseurs. Oh, what kind of mustard? Uh, I like a spicy mustard. No, like spicy a, brown? Spicy brown. I spicy like the brown. ballpark. Uh, the stone oh, brown mustard. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like the spicy honey Dijon. Sounds delicious. Uh, you know, some sort of like southwest spicy mustard kind Ooh. of deal. Yeah. I, so, hold I'm on. not too picky with my mustard. Are as you long okay? as there's not too much like horseradish. I'm not a huge horseradish mustard. Okay, I understand that. You know, we had to argue about this at some point in time, and everybody wanted it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, you need to come to my side and come to certain establishments here yeah. in Cleveland. Right. And, and you know, let's go Let's go to Slimans and have a sandwich. Never had Slimans. You did Not what? <laughs> what about what? I don't think I like hey. it. I, I, I what about, what about, what about Davis's? No. Come come to Davis. Not, it's not, not it, hold on. Yeah, I've, I've, got, I've got the jumbo. Yep. It has not, it's not as big as. Okay. You think it is, but it, it's not as big as what you if, think. If it's quality bread, if it's quality toppings, <coughs> the Sorry. meat can be average. Oh no, no, no! Davis's their their core beef is oh, <laughs> oh, like it. Uh, I'll try it. I just if they give me a sandwich that's six inches off the table and there's just two tiny pieces of bread. Well, I'll pick it off, I'll make a small little sandwich, and I'll take the rest home and eat it for the next two, three days because it's, it's too much meat. Brian, I'll eat the meat eventually, but not in my sandwich. Brian, you're one of my best friends, okay? We're, we're going to talk about this. You baffle me sometimes. Uh, because As a you fat know, guy, you would think, oh, he just wants to stuff his face with meat. I understand uh, that. Like, we, we, <laughs> we got other arguments that we got to get into, like, you yeah. know, with you going to a steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll save that for later. Okay. But, like, you, you are like a, it's not, you know, we had to talk about the dippy egg and got into it. And, like, you know. You are a simple, simple man, aren't you? I, I, I don't run from it. I'm a simple man. I, I love sandwiches. All right. And, you know, All right, I'll eat hey. a good piece of meat, but I don't want to just stuff my face with meat well, and not guess have what? anything else with it. All I'm I know, not a caveman. All right. Well, I'm a caveman, and I know my fat ass <laughs> will eat every bit of it. All right. So More let's, to you. Let's, uh, let's go into our top three. How about okay. that? Now yeah. we're on sandwiches, let's go to our top three. Sure. So we're going to do a top three subs, okay? Okay. And um, these are sub places that are near and dear to our heart, and a top three sub that you love to 
to have. Okay? So I'm going to start it off. Please do. Okay? I'm going to go with number three, Penn Station. Mm -hmm. Reuben Sub. I love a good old-fashioned Reuben, and Penn Station has got one that I love. (laughs) What do you think there, big fella? Uh, so are we, are you judging this <coughs> by the place or just by one sandwich? One sandwich. One sandwich that you like. One from, sandwich. From, okay. Like, I, I know you, I know a couple sandwiches that you yeah. like from certain establishments. No, and Penn Station would be up there for sure. Give um, a shout out. And Penn Station chicken teriyaki is very good, but just to me, a little different. I'll go to a place that's kind of like Penn Station, I think. And it's Firehouse. Oh, Firehouse Subs. Firehouse Subs. Oh. They have a sweet and spicy meatball. Oh. So good. Just because there's nothing like it. You know, if you want to try something new, typically when I go to sub places, delis, I just get like a basic Italian. Uh Pepperoni, salami, ham, and cheese. And maybe some peppers, maybe some lettuce. Italian dressing, vinegar, whatever. Right. Something like that. But just to go a little different, a little contrary to the other places, I'll go Firehouse. All right. So let's see here. What Do you have a rebuttal for number two or do you want me to go number two? You go number two. All right. Yeah, so number, back and forth. number two for me is the Dagwood from Nabella's. Mm. And if you've never had Nabella's subs, mm. oh my Lord, Nabella's is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I'll go. Well, there's a couple different places I'm deciding between. I love Charlie's. There's not many in the Cleveland area other than like malls and stuff like that. And so, well, let me think. I love me and a, a good Italian sub. Okay. And so. Good place around Medina is called Cosmic Dave's. Oh, I love Cosmic Dave's. And I've only had it maybe a handful of times, and I need to go more often, but they have a fantastic sub, because I'm just thinking my go-to is the Italian, who has the, well, in this case, second best Italian, Cosmic Dave's. There's only a few around. If you're near one, try one out. Okay. So I'm going to do... Two for my number one, and I'm going to make them quick. Okay. Okay. We have Ferrara's, and I think it's Mayfield Heights. Yep. Makes a mean Italian sub. Mm-hmm. And also Fragapans in North Olmstead, and I think it's Lorraine. And Fragapans, if you haven't been there, their subs are <laughs> so – it's like seven bucks for a sub that you look at it and go, how am I going to eat this? <laughs> I mean, it's just, they do such a good job, and they sell everything, no demand, and guess what? They sell Cod's chips there, and I forgot to bring Bry Cod's chips because I bought them, and I'm sorry I forgot to bring them this time, buddy. Yep, I'll get you some grips. You get me some Cod's. All right. Um, Number one is tough because there are a few that I, I love that, as far as I know, in the northeastern Ohio area, they're not in business anymore. One of them was Blimpy. Oh, yeah. I used yeah. to love Blimpy. That would be my <laughs> one hands down going yeah. forward. And the other one was Quiznos. Okay. I don't know if both of them went out of business. No, or I don't think so. not in the Cleveland area. Well, I don't think they're in the Cleveland area, but I, I, I think Quiznos is still still afloat. Yeah. Oh, I love those. And um, So, 
going back to one that kind of rivals the two of those and one that you've mentioned already, and that's um, DeBellis. Oh, I love DeBellis. Uh, It's fantastic. I don't know where it came from. Is it from New York? Yeah, New York. New York. So they're starting to trickle into the Cleveland area. There's one in... um, Beachwood or there's one in Beachwood, there's one in Bayfield. Uh, there's one in Strongsville, right off 71. Oh, they're and so good. If you haven't had it, yes, absolutely try it out. And they're especially gigantic. especially if you get the giant one. Yeah. Because if you get the giant one, big fella over here only eats half of it and saves <laughs> the rest for lunch tomorrow. Let's put it that way. That's how big the giant one is. I'm working on my beach body. Well, yeah, we've all been working on our beach body in this quarantine. <laughs> All right, so let's get done. Let's do this trivia question. Yeah. So, yeah. That, you know, I could be embarrassed. Where do you think you stand on your – and it's not even – it wasn't a Buckeye question, but it's one of your Buckeye heroes. I know. And that's Eddie George. What other team other than the Oilers slash Titans. Texans – Titans. 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 My mistake. What other team has he played for? At the end of his career, his last year in the NFL, I'm gonna, I believe. I'm going to go out on a limb. And he actually played for him. He is not I, like he I, I, just I, a third going, string running back. I'm going to go out on a limb. And I'm going to go with the Rams. Not a bad guess. You had the conference, right? Yeah, well, shit. He played for America's team. He was with Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Really? Yeah, I don't remember that either. I, I don't remember that. It, was, it had to be early 2000s. Um, so that was the, the years when they were maybe weren't quite as relevant. Who were their quarterbacks? Wow, Drew Bledsoe or Quincy Carter or somebody. So they Son weren't of a very bitch. great. But yeah, well, I was, good one, Brad. That was a good one. I gotcha. can do that. Gotcha. All right. Well, it's time for us to sign off. We want to thank you all for listening. Also, check out our Facebook page. Check out our Twitter. Both legal ham to the face. Hit me up on Twitter. At I am that fat guy. And also, if you guys want to email us about uh, anything, yep, anything, about, we'll, we'll fight about anything, obviously, as you saw today with the beat to bread <laughs> ratio. Topics uh, you want to hear, maybe weigh in on other topics we've already discussed. We'd love to hear. All right. So uh, hit us up at legalhamtotheface at gmail.com. And, Brian, give them a God bless. God bless you. God bless America. All right. We're going to thank our military, our first responders. You guys are amazing. We are uncorked, unloaded, and we are out. Thanks for listening.